This is Perry Hawk Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about the offensive juggernaut of a game between the Washington Redskins and the Green Bay Packers. And boy, where did that offense come from? In horrible conditions. I don't know. This is much more live with Aaron and John. Yo, 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 yo. What's up, John? Yo, what's up? Uh, Excellent! There it is. Welcome to Harry Hog Football, number, episode number 419. 419. Excellent. In which the Redskins get a huge, huge win, but it still was a nail-biter until the fourth quarter. Till so late in the fourth quarter. Till Josh Norman decided to put take it matters into his own hand and be all Muhammad Ali like punching dude, it out of there. All I have to say about that game is do 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 no pack no dun, 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 dun. no pack no go home. No sir, I'm sorry. <laughs> Dude, I'll tell you what though. Aaron Rodgers makes me nervous. They cannot. He's a he's a uh, tough guy to to catch, and he doesn't. He's elusive, but he doesn't seem like he would be that elusive. For for the two quarters when they're going with the wind, he was unstoppable. He could. They we couldn't stop him. It didn't matter what we had going on. <laughs> Dude, I know, and that's why. And you know, I called it when I was like, "We have to go for it on this fourth down here." I could just feel it, like, we "Oh can't yeah, give yeah." Aaron Rodgers the ball back and give him a chance to be a hero here. Yeah, and, and I was that, trying not to be so negative during this game. Trying. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you you had a lot less old man for someone who just turned forty than you did the week before. Dude, why do you have to bring that up? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, um, oh, where'd my screen go? Okay, we've got uh. Hey, yeah, DJ Cool Four is in the chat room here. Yo, 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 what's up, dude? DJ Cool Four. Uh, some other people in the chat. Um, anyway, we're starting to do. In case you guys haven't tuned in, uh, we're starting to do the podcast both the traditional way and we're this uh, YouTube live. So uh, we'll tweet out uh, before the podcast. Uh, we'll try to tweet out and give you some notice because you know podcast time starting is subject to change at josh's whim usually and um so we'll try to tweet out when we're about to record it and then you can go to the uh the youtube and watch it live if not you can always watch the video podcast because it'll archive it on the the uh youtube like a normal um, dude podcast we have a pta meeting tonight i can't make it (laughs) no tonight josh was having some guy that was working on his countertops coming in so, all right. So there's that. Um, anyway, um, dudes, that game, incredible. When's the last time we scored the uh, 42 points? Would that have been like Super Bowl 22? I mean, when was it? <laughs> I don't know. It was Josh would have been here with the stats, but he's not. So I don't know. 
But I do know, 42 to 24, I don't know. It, it The score was still kind of close when you thought about it. Like, it seemed like, like Green Bay was still in it up until, I don't know, the last, like, three or four minutes of the uh, fourth quarter. Yeah, it was that one dude, that tight end they had. That was that monster up. guy, that Josh Norman, Muhammad Ali. <laughs> yeah, he was, what was his name? Cook, right? They just picked him up. And uh, he was he was destroying uh, Whitner Sr. Dude, seriously. Yeah, who, who are my kicking the balls this week? Whitner. God. Whitner. Oh, my God. Dude, he got burnt on like three deep passes in that game. It was like, dude, he's the Kendall Fuller of the week. And, and he had, oh, my goodness. Went to bed. Oh, my goodness. Ahi Nacho wasn't so great either. Ahi Nacho, he misses like one like wide open tackle every game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I yeah. mean, all right. So, d- what I was probably most impressed with is the fact that Kirk Cousins was able to throw those bombs. In the wind. In the like, wind. Perfect. It's like, uh, go back to, to uh, Aaron Rodgers. He had two quarters that he was really good in and two he wasn't. Kirk Cousins was good for all four quarters. I with know. the wind and against the wind, especially against the wind. He's just throwing, he was throwing the living hell out of that ball. This thing, all right, so now this thing is telling me that we have bad video settings on YouTube. So I don't know if people are seeing this or not. I hope they are. I thought I had it set correctly. It looks fine from my uh, my uh, uh, standpoint here. I don't know. I thought I had had it fixed um, last week, so I don't know why it's saying that. But anyway, um, hopefully you guys can see it. If you can't, I'm sorry, because it seems like I always have the exact same settings okay. and get different crap from youtube we're getting there anyway yeah eventually we'll get the podcast right too. the recording part it's anyway. only 419 <laughs> yeah by the time we get to 420 we'll be ready to go <laughs> 420 i think that would be the one where we think we were ready to go but we would in fact not be at all ready to go ready to go with those Dude, swiss cake rolls what yeah right anyway um yeah all right, what was I saying? What were we talking about? You were talking about how awesome Kirk Cousins was in this game. Oh, dude. White? I think. All right, this is my question. You saw how awesome he was throwing that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Why, a, why can't he do that in every game? And B, do you think he's about to come out of his shell, or was this an anomaly? Well, we do have to remember, and I mean, they were saying it throughout the whole, throughout the whole second half. Chris Collinsworth is like, oh, they've run out of linebackers. Oh, they've run out of quarterbacks. Their defense has a lot of it. Like last year, where we had like a wide receiver have to go to Quentin Dunbar, had to go from wide receiver to defensive back. That's what the the Packers are this year. Their defense is atrocious, like ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it was just hor- terrible. It was horrible, but still, Cousins was throwing those passes. Pretty, oh, he was throwing stuff perfectly. on the money. By okay. the way, did you see that? Uh, oh man, what is his name? What's his name? He's that guy that uh, Julius Julius Peppers guaranteed that they were going to win that game last night. Oh, he did. He did. All I have to say is he's wrong. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Yep. 
what can we say about that? Cut. You know what was you know what was a good omen before that game was that the talking heads weren't really picking us. They were like, "Well, I think Green Bay is." Well, and I wouldn't have been surprised by that. It would have been perfectly obvious and very Redskins-esque, especially on a Sunday night game, for us to go out there and Aaron Rodgers was just like five touchdowns and, you know, running the ball everywhere and our defensive backs were like tripping over their own shoelaces and all this stuff, just ridiculous. And part of it, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he had some bad throws, he had some drops. He still threw like 300 yards and three touchdowns. He just, just, he doesn't have a good team around him. Yeah, you're right. And, and part of that might be because they're giving him a ton of money and they don't have any more money to spend on, like, I don't know, defense. They had Clay Matthews. Overrated. Fathead. Fathead. Clay Flathead Matthews. Did I get it? DJ Cole 4 says that we scored 40 points against the Saints in 2012. That would have been RG3's first game, right? Oh, yeah, you're right. Very first game, he was griffining. <laughs> Is that the game where he sat on his butt and put his hands up? The griffining Josh shot. was like, dudes, we need to make griffining shirts. <laughs> Josh, dudes, Josh. we need to make some griffining shirts. I'll wear it to the coffee house. I'll wear it to the coffee house. It'll, be, look, it'll look, look so cool in this T-shirt that's not really Redskins colors. But it would look so awesome with this person who does it. Never mind. Um, by the way, I sent him a, a – we had someone email us the other day asking if we still have the uh, Keep Going and, and, and Hate Dallas T-shirts. Oh, do they want one? They wanted one, so I sent it on to him. So you person that texted me, I sent it on to Josh because he is a person who has said T-shirts in uh, stock <laughs> in, in <laughs> garage. Dude, what's the chances of Josh actually getting that out to them before Thanksgiving? Yeah, not that Josh is like, oh, let me go and see what kind of sizes I have left in case this person, you know, asked for an extra large or something. No. When is Josh actually going to go find the box? <laughs> Which is like probably buried under a bunch of other boxes and get one out and send it off before Thanksgiving. Dude, I'll do it when I get back. Yeah. Very Josh. I'll, I'll do it when I get back. Dude. <laughs> anyway, uh, Craig's Craig. What's up, Craig? <laughs> He's on the chat. Craig. He says uh, RG who? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Apparently, he might still get to play some games for the Browns here. The O defeated Browns. By the way, Joe Barry, speaking of defeated, Joe Barry is doing a... I don't know. He's doing... I think he's doing a lot better job now than he was earlier in the season. I he's think- using Josh Norman to, to good credit altogether. You know, yeah, he's it's we're a hell of a lot better on defense, even though it was against a bad team. We're a hell of a lot better. Yeah, they're coming around a little more. Like, yeah, I'm a little bit. I don't. I still wouldn't say we're a good defense, but yeah, I don't think on Thursday we're going to be a good defense. I think we could be. Hopefully, we'll be an average defense. I think on Thursday we're going to have to like have another high scoring game like this to win against the Cowboys. But when I watch them, dude, all right, yeah, their offensive line is really good. I gotta say, but yes, yeah, it is. Even with Nietzsche in there, no, I'm talking about Dallas's. Oh yeah, they're they're that might be the best offensive line in the game right now. But but when I watched their game on Sunday against uh, the Ravens, 
All right, they have Ezekiel Elliott, and they've got Des, Des Bryant. If we can keep Norman following Bryant, I mean, they're, they have a huge drop-off after, after Bryant as far as receivers are concerned. They don't have as many yeah, weapons as little, we do. Is what they I'm got the little say. white lightning guy, though. That Beasley dude, yeah. Beasley. But hey, run the run, run a run a skinny post. We're gonna have to stop the run, and yeah, yeah. I mean, I and I, I, I don't know. I don't really watch Dallas play that often because I can't stomach watching them. But yeah. I saw Ezekiel Elliott play, and he's good, I guess. But I don't. He doesn't have like Barry Sanders esque moves or anything. I mean, it's their O line that's breaking these holes for him. Yeah, the O line is is really. But you can see when you're watching that that he is better. He's a better running back than Alfred Morris is now at his in his career, at yeah. this point. But at, he did score like five touchdowns in that Alabama game last year in the bowl game or the championship game. Yeah. But I I see what your point is with an offensive line like that. You'd think, like I mean, get you give you the ball back there and let you run through a couple of holes, you know. What I'm saying is, and I. Maybe I'm way, way, maybe I'm way off base here, because I yeah. haven't seen him play enough to make a a good anal or a good observation here. But I like the way that Fat Rob runs. All right, he he hits, and Chris Collinsworth was calling it out. Yeah, we were was. calling out. He hits in there and he just keeps going. He's yeah. like, he doesn't care. He's gonna hit you. And if we keep and, pa- giving him the ball like all day, by the third and fourth quarter, these defenses are going to be tired of him hitting them all game and it makes me wonder if we're going to be able to do that on thursday and go tit for tat as they say with our running backs back and forth and see which team gets worn down like quicker on defense well we just i think sometimes mcveigh just forgets the run yeah yesterday he didn't but but oftentimes yeah you're right i i I agree with that 100 percent. he's just you're right he just forgets it it seems like he forgets the run either when we get more than a seven point lead or the other team scores and it's like oh well, we got it we got to pass it like and he did do that in this game for like I don't know four or five plays in a row he was just like pass oh, well, we got to get it these was points like, pass, back pass pass it was like dude see, seriously and look what happens Fat Rob carries the ball 24 times and you saw at the very end of that game when the Packers desperately needed a stop they couldn't stop him that's where he was breaking off those huge runs yep yep he as i as dare i say was getting stronger as the game is going on and as Craig points out in the in the Great. chat over here he protects the ball unlike Matt Jones let's knock Matt on wood Jones. but I was watching Comcast this morning, and the sports junkies were on. And one of the guys on there was like using that 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 Backstreet Boys song that you love so often that you've sung for years and years and years. You know, tell me why. You remember that song, and he was turning it into like. And one of his things was like you, uh, running back. Jones. Jones? Matt Jones or Fat Rob? Matt Jones. He was just like, you bench Matt Jones. Like saying all these things that he loved about Jay Gruden from the game last night. It's like, you bench Matt Jones. All this stuff like that. And I was like, he's right. Matt Jones Jay, Gruden, Jay Gruden's just like, I don't care. I, he benched RG3 to keep Kirk Cousins in. 
I like you know? that about him too. He's like, okay, you're playing better he's, in practice. Let's get you in there and see how you do. Yeah, I mean, he's got flaws, and we're we've touched on them every, every at least every other episode, and we're gonna keep touching on them when they lose. But it's he's an honest coach, and when someone's performing, he's gonna give him he's gonna get him out there. Jamison Crowder got another touchdown. Um, he, he threw one to Pierre Garçon. He threw one to. Um, um, Deshaun Jackson. Get the people in that are doing well. The other other guys start cutting them. Yeah, and you know who I mean, else? What did Matt Jones? Matt Jones wasn't even a starter in college. And have you also noticed, even on, along those lines, that um, in the beginning of the season, Ryan Grant was getting more playing time than Maurice Harris. And Harris had a, at least one big catch on third down that I remember in this game. Standard. <laughs> you know what I mean? And Grant, who's yeah, been yeah, sucking, yeah, it was playing but, less and less, but I even think he had a catch in this game. I think Ryan, both of those guys, I think, had a catch in this game. And you're right, like, uh, he didn't have like three catches in this one, but he had one. I'll tell you right now, Morris Harris had one for 14 yards, and it was the first down. Yeah. There you go. Dude, let's talk Just about, speaking of, stuff. let's talk about some of the key plays in this game that stood out to you. Yeah. Let me throw one. Well, let's, let's see. Who's Which gonna throw of the 22 points do you want to talk about? All right, I'm going to talk about one play in particular that strikes me. is that little, it was a very important third down catch that Deshaun Jackson made right on the sideline, like right at the ground. It was so close. That was huge in this And game. it looked like he could have been out, and I was just like, hurry the damn blah, blah, blah up and do the next play. And it took us a bit to go, but finally we got it off before they started coming in going, we're going to review this call. We're going to review this call. Because that's always what happens with the Redskins. Okay, yeah, that was one That was one of the, the huge plays. And, of course, the... <laughs> dude, Pierre Garçon had a big game. Oh, huge massive. game. He's been quietly having huge games. I hope we keep him. It's, there's, like, so many dudes, so many playmakers all of a sudden, that it's Jordan hard to even, big. like... It's hard to, like, keep track of them all. They, we keep getting the guys like Jordan Reed just drift like 15, 20 yards down the middle, and suddenly they're in the middle of, the, of like the zone, just like sticking in a hole. And then they jump up and catch the ball, and they turn around, and like four guys converge on it while they're hanging out in the hole. Four guys converged. Well, maybe it was only three. But sometimes it was four. You have to ask them. I don't know. And, uh, and then suddenly they've got themselves like 22 yards in the first down. Yeah, I know. And, Pretty heady stuff right there. And D-Jax, remember the one play early in the game? I was like, did he short-arm that? I, I have no idea if he short-armed it. Why don't you said it? Because he sent it like three plays later, and I was like, I don't even know. That was like the second play of the game or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Let's talk about some other key plays. What about the non-touchdown catch that Jordy Nelson made in the back of the end zone? Brad you know, Rich, I... Wait, who brings that up? Someone in the chat. Someone. Brad it's Ritchie a good... brought it up. He did not me, catch that I did dude. not think it was a catch, but as far as the rules on the touchdown are concerned, it was a catch. Because I, that thing was still moving. He was like moving it to his chest when it got knocked out. Yeah, yeah, I thought so too. But for them, there was like two feet in, he got the ball, and he started to turn his body, and that was enough. Because if he had caught that like in the field of play, like at the 20-yard line, they would not have called it a catch. But if you catch that in the end zone... 
It's so weird. Oh, a couple other ref things. What was up where um, where we called a timeout um, and they gave us a delay of game? And Dude, what was up with, with them getting away with delay of games a couple of times, but that we got busted on that one? Like you were at like Aaron Rodgers, we were like he called timeout after it hit zero, and it was like a second. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand these riff, these riffs are. I don't know, I don't. Understand. I don't even know who our ref was. Oh, what was his name? It was a funny name. It's not Cleet. No, someone in the chat not will not remember. Cleet. They'll put it's it in here. Cleet. It's not Yes. Yeah, it was some guy with a funny name. Yeah, I mean, I did not think that was a catch, I got to say. Oh, by the way, have you noticed on CBS, which our game was not on, that CBS this year did not rehire Mike Carey from last year? (laughs) Do you know why? Because he was horrible? Because he sucked. And it was like, that told you exactly how bad of a referee he was when he was was leading his own crew. He'd always be like, that, to me, was not a catch. In the refs' defense, though, all of them, they change the rules and like so often. And they're not full time. They change it? all these rules. That, sorry, sorry, did interrupt there, but yeah, you're right. You're right. They change the rules a lot. Dude, I gotta say, I gotta say this, John. You're looking pretty good, dude. You're on the mend. You're like. Why? Thank you. I would say you're like almost full back as far as podcast level goes. Why, thank you. Your My voice, voice is still kind of shaky. Not but. nearly as much as it is. I mean, we haven't seen any tirades from you yet. <laughs> we might after the Dallas game. <laughs> yeah, you might. that might be the one that, that they're going to set me off right there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, for, for, and for those who don't know, I had a heart transplant. I'm in the eighth week of recovery. And you should see him on the podcast. He looks good, doesn't he, dudes? I don't know if you guys can see Or dudettes, I mean. I mean, you know, good as far as healthy. I'm doing all right, man. I've finished my weeklies, so now I move to a bi-weekly. Okay. That's <laughs> and you keep sending me, like, nasty pictures of bandages, and I, and I don't know what that's all about. But Yeah, yeah, that was the last one. <laughs> you see now, it's just a Band-Aid. But you, you saw what was on there before. It was pretty yeah. ridiculous. That's, yeah. Left and, heart cast, right heart cast, biopsy. Getting a heart transplant is kind of hard. I can imagine, dude. Especially when, especially when it's a, uh, uh, when you get a virus and you don't have like a heart condition and suddenly your heart is like, oh, it sucks. But anyway, we don't need to talk about that. It's all in the rearview mirror now, dude. Yeah, I'm all better now. I mean, I don't know, not this season, but next season, it's back to football. We're baby. going to some games next season. We'll have to meet up with some of you dudes there. Absolutely. In, in fact, Will in Maryland, longtime listener, Will in Maryland, who we've met up with at some games. In the past saying. seasons. Um, in fact, he was hanging out with us at the last game we were able to go to before this situation arose, right? That horrible game. So, was yeah. that the last game we went to, that horrible one against the Bucks? Or, or we did we go to the Dallas? Was the Dallas game that same year? I don't remember. But that, that horrible Tampa game where it was raining really hard. And it was oh, like, when the team quit. The team just quit. team just quit. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I've I've never been more pissed off at a team. Oh, I know, dude. I Michael like, Graff says the Redskins' wins are the elixir of life. 
the, the Redskins win made me feel really good today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Happy, dude. happy, chill guy. I didn't expect to come out of there with 42 points, I got to say. Even if it's – I don't care what defense it's against. We usually just True. barely do enough to win. Yeah. Or we lose. Yeah. And like I said earlier on, it, it was close. But we got our guy our, our there at the end. We suddenly pulled away. Like, we pulled away enough that they put in their backup. I didn't even know they had a backup. Dude, that means they quit. Yeah, they quit. They quit coming back from the two-minute warning. I was like, wait a minute. Who's that number seven guy? <laughs> who's that dude? And then he, yeah. I, and at that point, you were like, the game's not over yet. And I'm like, yeah, dude. It pretty much is. They put in some, put like, that guy in, yeah. random dude. I was, when I saw that, I was like, okay, maybe it's over. But, dude, I texted you early, earlier in the game, and I was like, ha, ah, we stopped him on third down, blah, blah, blah. And that was the drive where they did two, two, including the first, fourth and seven, which was this play. They just went ahead, and they were just like, fourth down, we're going for it. Fourth down, we're going for it. Fourth down, we're going for it. And then there was a penalty or something, too, right? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Josh yeah. Norman needs to stop getting these stupid penalties, by the way. Was it on Norman? He got one for a delay of game for like kicking the ball, and then Breland got one for the same thing. But then, yeah. I, dude, and then I pointed out later in the game on the sideline, one of their dudes kicked the ball, and they didn't call it at all. Yeah, he barely kicked it, and one of the Redskins was right there, and he pointed at it to the ref. He's like, are you going to call that? Oh, I didn't see him point at it. I saw him barely kick it, and then he tried to like stop at the last second, but he had already kicked it. I'm like, hey, you got to call that the same rule, both ways. Yeah. The referees were not calling it in our favor, but they were letting a lot of stuff go. It wasn't one of those awful, like, ticky-tack Bengals games. Yeah. You're, yeah By the way, uh, uh, A.J. Green is out for the year for them? I heard that. Yeah. That's bad. bad Ginger Ninja is never going to. He, 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 he just went from a good quarterback to an average quarterback real fast with him being gone. Yeah. Anyway, do we want to... All right, how long has this podcast been? About 26 minutes. Do we want to just go right into the game balls and the kicks? Um, well, I know that you've got a long journey ahead of you driving to Va Beach for the Thanksgiving holidays. So, uh, yeah, let's roll right into it. I'm sure we've missed stuff, but yeah, let's roll it. It's time for this week's Kicking the Balls Award. This week's Kicking the Balls Award is brought to you by Wisconsin Cheese Curds. Wisconsin Cheese Curds. When in Wisconsin and in Green Bay, get your cheese curds. Use them for poutine. Curds. I love that word. <laughs> What's up, curd? Basically, they take the word cheese, and then they take the word turd, and they combine them, and you get curd, and that's what they look like, cheese turds. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, big perm? Big worm. What's up, big perm? I mean, worm. Anyway, uh, I already said who my kicking the balls award is going to. Who was it? Dante Whitner Sr. Okay, I'll take Kendall Fuller then. Because yeah. he's still struggling a lot. He might, he's, you know, some players, when you watch them, you see them grow by leaps and bounds every game. Kendall Fuller is not one of those players. Yeah. He's jo grown very, very slowly. Slowly, but that just means that they're nurturing him. Hold on, Josh. Kind of 
next year. All right, dude. Josh actually texted me with stuff to say during the game when he when he bailed, or during well, the podcast when he bailed at five. That's his fault. He says that his kick goes to Brashad Breland because he got schooled so much. But I don't remember that. I don't remember him getting schooled that much either. It was mainly the safeties, but... Who did I text you that he was saying that he was going to say something about? Um, I don't it might have been like, like I don't know, did Whitner get it? I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look up Josh's stats because I want to see who got the... Uh, uh, who got that? I don't know. Anybody? While John's looking that up, if any of you dudes that are actually on the YouTube live chat have a kick in the balls word, you better say it now or forever hold your peace. Is that an interception? Yeah, Marquis. No, Martrell Spate, Spate is who you got said. one at the end of the game, and I was like, that's going to be Josh's like game ball because he's going to look on there and be like, oh, he got an interception. Yeah, against that scrub dude that came in for Rodgers. <laughs> yeah. Um, it still amazes me how he got out of some of those sacks, Rogers. I mean, I th- he is—he is a slippery snake in there. I mean, he, he, the way he moves and just gets out of it. I don't care what people have said. I know that Green Bay has given up like at least thirty, if not forty, points the last four games, and everyone like going crazy on them about that and all that stuff. And I know Aaron Rodgers hasn't been great. He's only been good or average, but. It's Aaron freaking Rodgers. He's going to figure it out. Or, he, or you know, I don't know, if all the things about his family being weird, or being weird with his family, I should say, maybe he's about to go batshit bat crazy. They're going to stick him in a mental hospital or something. <laughs> he could end up being some weird, crazy, you know, he was really good, and he won a Super Bowl with the Packers, and then he went batshit crazy. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Michael Graff says that... Uh... Dante Whitner deserves two kick in the balls. I guess that's one kick in each. I I would have given him. Yeah, I'll I'll give him. I'll give him the full. I'll give him the full foot. Yeah. With toes. Uh, let me say something about him. I'll get you a toe by. God. God. Let's go in the kick and sorry the game ball awards. And I also want to talk about other players. There's so many people that could be deserving. Deserving. We should expand our game ball allowance this week. I think. Like and two? now, the coveted However, and ever-elusive Game Ball Award. We know Josh. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Joe Ziggengeist gave his Kick in the Balls Award to Everett for flying right past that live ball on the kickoff. <laughs> Way to go, Everett. Good call, dude. Because now that I'm Very old, now that I'm 40 and old, I can't remember little nuances. That was a good call. Ball. It was just like, I mean, I was on the couch and I was like, oh my God, get it. Dude, I swear when we started this podcast like 12 or 13 years ago, I could remember almost every play chronologically. And now I'm like, uh, wait, what was the score? (laughs) What game was it? Who did we play? I know, dude. I swear. You emailed me about what channel it was on. I was like, uh, NBC, (laughs) Sunday Night America Football? And you're like, I have no idea. Dude, to me, you know what sticks in my feeble mind? ABC Monday Night Football and ESPN Sunday Night Football. And then they switched it. And then it went to just different networks altogether. And then uh, I just don't know anymore. And now they have Thursday Night Football. And I don't know who has Thursday. ABC? CBS and NFL Network. That's why I was asking you what channel. I was like, I don't know. I saw that. I was like, what? All right, here we go. 
We're on the Game Ball Awards, and people are chiming in. A lot of people are chiming in. Well, I'm going to throw mine out there. I have Kurt freaking Cousins, and it's 375 yards and three touchdowns. <laughs> That's hard to beat. In fact, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers did not beat it. He had his, three touchdowns, his... but not quite as much. And he didn't do his into the wind. Oh, my goodness. Kurt Cousins not only had to do that, but he had to do it into the wind for us to stand a chance. Remember in the third quarter at the end when I was like, we have to score again before the end of this third quarter and the, and the wind shifts. But it did. It mattered not. It didn't. It mattered not. We scored one on in the uh, second quarter when we were doing that way. I think that was Sean Jackson. And then the two in the fourth. Yeah. And and he said it's not the wind. It's it's the, like I think he says the spiral. You have to do a good, awesome spiral on the ball, and you can use that to beat the wind. That's and what, I'm sitting there watching that going, I don't know. I guess you can spiral the ball. You can use it to beat the wind. I have no idea what that even, what that's about, but apparently it worked for him. Yeah. So um, let me see. Uh, let me see. My game ball award is going to go to – I already said this during the game, and this is probably the first time I've ever, ever given him the game ball. And it's going to go to Barf for actually going for it on that fourth down when pretty much 99% of every real true Redskins fan had had the feeling inside that we're not giving Rodgers the ball back. We have to go. We had to do it there. And Kirk Cousins was almost tackled, and he did it. He, like, exp- he expanded his body. He was laying horizontal, but he wasn't on the, on the ground. He was like trying to move forward and get the first down, and his knees and his butt were all about to touch, and he just held them all up so he didn't get like marked down. Yeah, yeah, he was crazy. Yeah. We had to get, we had to get that. I mean, everyone could feel that. In fact, Joe Ziggengeist just said the same thing. Yep. My thoughts exactly, dude. Um. So anyway, so I had to give that to Barf because that play was huge, and it, Chris Collinsworth was even saying like, "What would have happened if they wouldn't have made it?" He would have been like crucified today by everybody. Yeah. Except for me. Because yeah. I you know I called it before they played. They went for it. I was like, dude, we gotta get it. I, I was surprised that they actually did the safety or the uh, quarterback sneak. Dude, quarterback sneak from that distance works like ninety five percent of the time, I swear. When you even, pitch it even, back or hand it back to a running back, you move the ball back five yards to get a foot. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, absolutely. You hate the pitch too. Oh, I hate the pitch. Oh, but I will I will call out Jay Gruden for another play when we had like a was a was it the two point conversion and we lined up in like a tight formation and then we had Chris Thompson try to power it in. Where was Fat Rob? Yeah. Fat yeah. Rob gets three yards when he should be hit two yards deep. You think he was celebrating still? Maybe, but they should have got him in there. I mean, Chris Thompson is the dude that takes the pitch, which I hate. But at least he doesn't run hard up the middle. I mean, yeah, he looked like he was just like, oh, geez. Another and thing. Tackle. Another and then th- Kirk Cousins was just like, did the same thing on his two-point conversion. He was like, oh, crap. Where do I go? Where do I go? Yeah. Like, we, we really didn't look like we had really practiced these two-point conversions. Oh, I know. And, but the other thing is, is that they didn't point it out during the game, but we had the replacement long snapper that I was really concerned about. And he kept hiking it, like, back and inside to, uh, I guess it was Colt McCoy holding. And he had to keep pulling it back over, you know, like catch it and move it back and then set it down. No, it was the the punter was still in there. 
It wasn't Colt oh, was McCoy. it Tressway? Sorry. Yeah, because they were saying that, that Colt McCoy was the long snapper, and then someone actually thought about it and was like, holy crap, we can't put Colt McCoy in there to be the long snapper. He's going to get killed. Oh, yeah. and He's a quarterback as long snapper, not the holder. Oh, yeah. And, long snapper. Yeah, and Ziggengeist is talking about the other thing that I was saying to you last night. I was like, even if we don't get it on this fourth down, um, the Packers, who we had a feeling was going to go down and score, there was like six minutes and something left. And I thought, well, if they score, they'll score sooner, and we'll at least have time to come back and get the final score of the game and win. Right, Whereas if right. we, you know, and that's what apparently he's saying right here. Yeah. Guys. yeah, even on the touchdown that they got, that was very questionable touchdown. Um. Suwa Craven said had who also had a good game by the way. Yeah. Had a, a a face mask on that play. So they would have had first and goal from the two anyway. Yeah. I mean, we couldn't stop them going going right to left across your television dial. We could not stop them. Mm-mm. But it mattered not. 42 points. Yeah, I mean it was one of those games, right? Like most of the time, the Redskins play in tighter games. I mean, even when our defense is bad, there's not often teams score more than 20, 24 points. Yeah. And um, <laughs> see you on Thursday. Yeah, we'll see. It's gonna be it's gonna be awesome seeing the Redskins beat the Cowboys again on Thanksgiving. I sure hope so. Yeah. That matters not. Um. Okay, Josh's game ball. Let me look at this real quick. Oh, Josh is game ball. I thought he gave it to Marcel Sprate. Josh is giving his game ball to uh-huh. Fat Rob. Man, he can't take Fat Rob. Well, we didn't give it to him. And Fat no, Rob definitely it. deserves it. Three touchdowns, a hundred and however many yards on twenty-four carries. All right, he gets he gets three Haribo uh uh worms from Josh. Three twin snakes. Three twin snakes. Twin snakes. Three twin Twins. snakes and, and a cup of nacho cheese is what he gets. And a game ball. Yuck. Dude, that, I mean, Fat Rob, can't say <laughs> enough about him. And you guys know from this podcast that I've loved Fat Rob ever since training camp. And it was funny watching the game, too, because Roberto was actually here watching it. And I called, I started, you know, started talking about Fat Rob, and she looks at him and she goes, he's not fat. <laughs> he's not fat. She's like, he's not fat. And I was like, I know. They just called him that in college. Dude, I'm fat. I'm I'm bigger than ever. I'm skinny. I lost so much weight from surgery. I'm still, I'm, I'm barely, just barely trying to get it back down. Dude, I've been running a crap load. And I think yeah. that in that, I psychologically think I can eat more. And I noticed <laughs> today that I'm bigger than ever. And I need to do something about it. Michael well, Graff is saying a, that the D- good thing you're coming for Thanksgiving. I know it's like perfect timing, right? The D line can't get pressure, and when they do, they can't get sex. I mean, I think they were getting pressure. I mean, yeah, they were getting some good good pressure. I mean, especially uh, Chris Baker, he's getting some pressure. Trent Murphy, Kerrigan, those dudes were getting pressure, and then they were sending Sua Cravens every once in a while. Any time that we were able to hit. Aaron Rodgers and get him down for a sack or whatever it was phenomenal. Oh, and by the way, we I totally. I think a lot of that was on. I think a lot of that was on individual effort from Aaron Rodgers. Oh yeah, absolutely. Dude, he's just, just he's always been good like that. Yeah, 
he moves back he moves back in the pocket and out of the pocket really really well but if what you're saying michael is that we're not getting much up the center maybe yeah we're getting a lot more pressure from the outside i would agree yeah with that. yeah and that's i mean we've got chris baker and then then some not fat at all fatties as far as defense is concerned chris uh yeah chris baker this did draft. he did he get injured did he come back in i thought he came back in i don't remember though it was pretty late i was i was i was a uh, sitting yeah. there going oh my god can this game end now so i can go to bed Dude, there's some other shout-outs we have to give before we get out of this game ball. What about Josh oh. Norman and the Muhammad Ali punch? We already talked about that, though. I know, but I'm calling it out in the game ball section. Oh, yeah. Good job, Josh Norman. That was a huge play, dude. They were driving. He only had, like, three tackles in the game, but... That's because they never threw it to him. They always yep. threw it to whoever Dante Whitner was covering. <laughs> or is supposed to cover Oh, yeah, we also have to give a kick in the balls award. Was it Kendall Fuller that was responsible on that one play where they left that dude wide open for a touchdown? There was no one within. It was Whitner first, who may or may not have peeled off, but he really looked like he just got beat at the line, and then Whitner was behind him, and he just ran right by him. Well, some dude ran with, with the wrong guy. Yeah, this was a different play. I'm talking yeah, I was about thinking of a different play touchdown. where it was Fuller and Whitner. I'm not sure those two guys like went with the, wide, or with the uh, tight end. Who was like maybe in the slot or something, and then branched off to their right, and two of them followed him, and then that, and I think it was Starks, which just, I called it college wide open. It was. You college. never see it in the pros for Dude, college wide open. You see it in college games a lot. It was high school wide open. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. It was high school wide open where they have to wait five seconds for the ball to actually get there, and then they still have time to run with it to the end zone. Yeah, because it comes floating in. It's like, ooh, ooh, <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah, they catch it. They make sure, or they drop it. Then they're like, no, <laughs> yeah, fall to the ground. Yeah. Anyway. Oh no. And Josh also wanted us to discuss. He said that he's starting to to uh, drink the Kirk Cousins Kool Aid. And I got to say, if he keeps playing like this, he's going to get a huge deal. I think he's already got it locked up. Yeah. I mean, they keep saying he's breaking all these Redskins, like, quarterback records and stuff. And this game, he was sharp. I mean, if you take away the drop passes, Reed had a drop. Uh, I don't think he had one single. He did not have that one single looking like it's going to get intercepted by, like, three or four guys from the other team where you're just like, no! Well, there was one like that Julius game. Peppers hit straight up in the air that could have been intercepted. Yeah, but that's 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 a tip, though. I mean, but, yeah, you're right. There, there was, like, two or three drops, and then there was one that was slightly behind, I think, uh, I think it was Pierre Garçon, but he still probably could have pulled it in. The guy got his hand in there because it was a little behind him. But yeah. He was pretty freaking sharp. What was his stats on that again? You said it once. Which one? His for, uh, for cousin three seventy five. No, his completion incompletion. Oh, twenty one to thirty. He didn't. You know, it wasn't a, a ton, but twenty one to thirty is pretty good. No, you like said, I said it's quarterback. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say you take like three or four of those, and it would have been twenty five wow. out of thirty. That's yeah. pretty good. And also, well, he had he had a one forty five point eight quarterback rating. 153 is like the highest you can get, right? 53 yeah. or 56 or something like that. And what about, um, and it's interesting that you said he threw 30 passes. 
Fat Rob ran the ball 24, and Chris Thompson ran in a few. So that was pretty balanced, which I like to see. Yeah. So amazing on that. Oh, dude, let's wrap this 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 big mammy jammy up. It's right. about time for Thanksgiving. Yeah, dudes. All right, we're going to wrap this thing up. Um, do we have anything else? I'm sure there's tons we could talk about. It was an awesome game. Hopefully we'll see something similar on uh we better be competitive thursday thursday we've already talked about the conspiracy for the cowboys i didn't even realize the cowboys had a home game this week a home game in the middle of the day and they're at home on thursday while we have a night game at our house then we have between monday tuesday and wednesday one of those days of travel they had about two days they had the furthest distance between games they possibly could have with it being on a Thursday. I mean, they had the 1 o'clock game Eastern time, so in Texas it was like 11 a.m., right? 11 or, 11 or 12, yeah. Yeah. And we had like the latest possible game unless they actually made us play tonight. <laughs> I know, and the guys to the playing tonight are in Mexico freaking city. So anyway... It could have been us, dude. It could have been us for that game if we hadn't gone to London. It's conspiracy, but you know what? It matters not. We're gonna go in there and beat Dallas on Thanksgiving. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be just 2012 all over again. And I love the fact that Dallas thinks they're all big and bad now. Remember, I'm gonna be the first one to call this out. Remember, there's one team that beat Dallas. The Giants, and you know who beat the Giants? The Redskins. Let's deduce who's gonna win this game. Although we got beat directly by the Cowboys. But we've gotten better since then. Yeah, we should have won that game. Yep. We're going to win on Thursday. Yep. So anyway, um, here we go. We'll talk to you guys on next week. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Thanks, everyone, that's been in the chat. And uh, everyone else, um, make sure you go on and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're going to get better and better at this. And um, I have to keep talking over this music because apparently uh, YouTube will like slap us on the wrist for using music or something. Anyway, we'll talk to you guys next week. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Oh, dude, call out our our longtime benevolent sponsor we skipped at the beginning. God, we suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael, Graff says, Michael Graff says nobody's picking us, and that's when we can win. If they pick us, we lose. It so, seems, I think that he just hit that nail right on the head there. Yeah. Yeah, thanks to Desmond Seeley. Shout out to Will in Maryland, everybody in the chat. We'll talk to you guys next week. Hail to the Redskins. And remember, if you see a Cowboys fan, and you know what the new joke comes. Oh, oh, I was coming home late one dark afternoon. Reporter stopped me for an interview. She said she's heard stories and she's heard fables that are vicious.